0: Welcome to the Investor Cast everybody. I'm your host Crowley. And today we're going to learn about the cyclical nature of the markets and how we can better understand these cycles. Are you ready to learn something? Because I know I am. Let's go on this journey together. Cyclicality is a term that was coined by Frank Knight in the early 20th century. It's this concept that basically refers to the idea that markets go through periods of booms and busts. Now, typically, the cycle lasts four to eight years and involves three phases, expansion, contraction, and recovery. Expansion, otherwise known as the bull market, is when the market is up. Firms are earning high profits and asset prices are rising. During this time, everybody's making money and everyone tends to be optimistic because the market's doing so good. Whether or not they actually know what they're doing with their money, they feel very comfortable taking risks and investing in high-risk projects, which generally seem to generate even higher returns. Next up is the contraction period. This is what we like to call the mean old bear market. This is the phase which people lose money due to a sudden increase in these costs or a decrease in their profit. Asset prices, they take a massive hit as investors begin to panic and they sell off everything in order to try to save a little bit of money and recoup their losses. And finally is that phase everybody loves, the recovery phase, which this is completely pictured and characterized by the expansion of bank credit and the increase in money that's flowing around in the supply. In the long term, there's this improvement that happens with consumer confidence. It builds and it builds, and the spending, which is driven by this belief that the worst is absolutely over and that things are going to be better sooner, if not later. But it might not be immediate, and I think everyone's okay with that, even though we would very much like it to be as soon as possible. Now, there's this positive feedback loop at play with all these cycles. It's the occurrence that comes from all this euphoria in this expansion phase, in the absolute panic during the bear market. This euphoric sensation is what fuels the expansion process, and the panic fuels the contraction. Because during the bull market, the stock market is going up, prices are soaring, People have so much money to spend and they're spending it on everything they can get their hands on. This creates an economic boom, which in turn drives up demands for these goods and services and in turn, it creates jobs. And as a result of all these new jobs, employment is increasing. More people have more money to spend and they have more confidence in the economy's ability to support them in their times of need. It's important to remember that people don't spend money out of fear for their future, but rather because they feel good about their present situation. Because if that future looks bright, they can feel confident in investing into their future. Now, as panic sets in, when the bull market fades and the bear market comes forward, people start to lose confidence in the economy to create their jobs and keep them stable. They worry about it. All they can see is people losing their jobs left and right. And this causes very understandably a massive panic when it comes to the market because they don't want to lose their money too. But as it recovers, the cycle of this economy starts to make a lot of sense and the consumer confidence returns and people start spending money again. It's just a really beautiful thing as jobs are created once more. Now these are just some examples of the positive feedback loop and its wondrous action. Now that you're a little bit more familiar with this whole process, let's move on to discuss how recessions occur and what causes them. For example, if there's a recession in the United States, it could affect other countries in different ways. A country might lose its biggest trading partner, and then other countries may want to trade more with this country. The country could also lose tourism, which costs revenue because people from other countries aren't traveling there. Also there could be less foreign investment in a country that's experiencing these economic hardships because investors may be worried about their money and their investments and what they're putting into it because they might become devalued or even lost altogether and become nothing. This could cause further just downturns around the world and across the table, which could lead to even more recessions. Now, a recession is defined as two consecutive quarters, which is six months of negative economic growth. This means that the output of goods and services in any given quarter, the definition of a recession can vary from country to country. But in general, if there is a decline in economic activity for six months or more, it is considered a recession. For instance, the last recession in the United States went from December 2007 and it ended in June 2009, making it one of the longest recessions since World War II. Which, knowing all this information, you can use it to help you predict when and if, well not really if, but when the next recession will occur and how long it might last. Now, the National Bureau of Economic Research defines it as follows. recession is a significant decline in economic activity spread across the economy, lasting more than a few months, normally visible in real gross domestic product, or GDP, real income, employment, industrial production, and wholesale retail sales. I don't want to end this podcast on that note, though i really don't want to end this thinking about hardship in recession i don't know about you but i would much rather think about economic booms where we're all making money because rather than thinking about the downturns and the busts i'd rather think about the booms instead of the slumps i'd rather think of the pumps instead of these low growth periods i'd rather think of the high-growth opportunities because an industry boom or boom in a company is going to result in an increase of output of jobs and investment in that industry certain events can be citywide or nationwide take for instance hosting the olympics which translate into capital investment in tv broadcasting deals sponsorship deals and tourism because a boom illustrates a period of time where there's increased growth within a business, market, industry, or economy. These are all elevated levels. It lasts over the medium to long term, it can turn into a bubble, which unfortunately will result in a bust later on. Booms are often considered bull markets, and while busts are considered bear markets. But here's the thing, after the bust, the boom is coming. After the recession, it's going to recover. It is all part of this industry. And if you can learn to identify the cycles, you're going to learn to make money. You need to plan ahead. And if you have the money during the boom, during the bull market, you can set some back for the bear market. And you can really capitalize on being able to get ahead and plan for your future. All you have to do is learn to be able to flow with the cycles, identify the trends, and go with the flow. So what I want you to take away from this isn't the fact that after a boom, a recession is going to happen. Let's flip your understanding. Instead of looking at it, all good is followed by bad. Let's try to look at it as all bad is followed by good. Because here's the thing. Who's to say what came first, the chicken or the egg, the recession or the boom? I know that if you can just change your thinking and shift it just slightly, that these bear markets are beginning points for your growth of your portfolio and your investments and your future, you'll be so much more optimistic and motivated to invest and push and research to hit those new heights. I believe in you. Thank you so much for joining me as we learned about cycles today. So if you learned something today or you enjoy the podcast, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because it will really help the program. Also, if you know someone who's kind of discouraged and wants to understand these cycles a little bit better and you think this information might help them or if you think they'll learn something, make sure to just share it to them. Also, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss future episodes. I'm your host Crowley and this was the InvestorCast.